Alrighty, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast, and or welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. I hope you're doing super well. I hope you're doing super amazing. Where I am, at least, the weather is starting to be hot and sunny, which I will take any day of the week over cold and cloudy and snow and just no just not about that just not so um so that's exciting that's that's really cool especially like i'm recording this during uh during quarantine period so like just getting outside and getting some sunlight i think is not only for me but like for everybody is a good thing because that's sunlight that that hot sun hitting your skin and like not to sound too weird but that's that's awesome like i honestly love that i think that that can be liberating for a lot of people so that's my that's my forty second rant, whatever it was. Um, I want to get into today. The, the topic of today is how to lose weight if you're working a desk job. And like, I thought of this because like everybody right now, at least I don't know. When, I honestly have no clue when this podcast is going to come out, but um, right now everybody is quarantined, so obviously people are inside. They're not traveling. They're not doing much. So if you have a desk job, clearly. That will make your fitness goals a bit more difficult to reach, right? Because, and I hear it all the time. I hear it especially for people who come to me inquiring for coaching because, you know, they, they used to be skinny, but then they, they, they had a desk job, they work IT, they, they work behind their desk all day, and now they, they don't move a lot. And when they do move, it's driving their kids back and forth to places. So their day is spent at the desk, and then it's spent driving around, and then they have dinner, and then they go to bed. So, like, there's not much movement in people's days, right? So, that can obviously make your fitness goals harder to achieve, especially if they are weight loss, because the less movement you do, the harder it is going to be to lose weight. That's just bottom line. And, and now, like, yes, a lot of that is going to be dietary changes and, and dietary habits. But nonetheless, if you're not if you're getting 2000 steps a day, like that's not going to be very beneficial for you losing weight or just your health in general, whether it's cardiovascular health, whether it is, you know, mental health, whatever it is. So I want to go over today some things that Things you can do to hopefully prove this uh, this getting to your fitness goals while also working a desk job because I don't think people can just up and switch jobs. Like you probably kind of need your job to keep your house and your family fed. So um, let's dive in. The the first one is going to be this. This is not a non negotiable, but just from coaching thousands of clients, this one I have seen work very 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 well, and that is. Get your workout done before your workday starts. You don't have to wake up at five. You don't have. You don't even have to wake up at six. Whenever your workday starts, and whenever you know that you can block out thirty to sixty minutes to work out, that is when you should get it done. Because what can happen? Okay, so you wake up late. All right, you wake up late, so you can't really, you can't get a workout in because you only have fifteen minutes before you have to hop on your first call. Okay, so you you scramble up some kind of random breakfast or you just skip breakfast. Okay, cool. Now it's 12 o'clock, and now now you're eating lunch, but you're starving because you skipped breakfast. So you might overeat at lunch. Okay, cool. So now you have to go until 4 or 5 in the afternoon. What happens then? Well, you have to cook dinner and then take your kids places and then go to, go to their sports events, and then you might have things going on. So then you don't really have time to get a quality dinner, and then you don't really get to exercise either because you're taking your kids places or you have other responsibilities you have to do beyond work. So getting up and getting your workout done first thing in the morning I ha- again, this is not a end-all, be-all, and I have plenty of. I, on the flip side, I have plenty of people who can work out in the afternoon and be totally fine. Like that's fine for them. But I will say, if you are struggling to get your workout in, waking up earlier in the morning to get your workout done and over with, so that 
when inevitably things come up throughout the day and you don't have time throughout the day, your workout's already done. You you don't have to worry about it. You've already gotten your 60 minutes of exercising in. You don't have to worry about, well, it's now 8 p.m. and you're tired from working all day and you don't feel like going to work out. That's real. That happens. I understand. But if you would have gotten up at 6.30 and gotten your workout in from 7 to 8 before you started work, you would have already been done your exercise. It went, you, you, could, you could lay around at 8 o'clock p.m. and watch some TV and then go to bed, but you would have already gotten your exercise in. So working out first thing in the morning helps not only with, like I said, getting it done, but remember, if you struggle with moving throughout the day, getting that 45, 60 minutes of movement in before your workday starts, once, once again, just guarantees and solidifies that you get your movement in during the day. You don't have to worry about it so much. It's, it's already done. And on top of that, Again, I've just seen from coaching thousands of clients and now myself because I'll tell you what, myself is a perfect example of this actually. I used to have to what I used to coach in person and what I would do is I'd be on my feet all day long. I'd be on my feet from 4 in the morning to 8 at night. Like I would be constantly moving. Now, I've transitioned into a fully online business. So, I'm behind my desk and behind my computer much more. I now get up at I still get up relatively early because that's just kind of how I roll, but I get up at 6, get my workout in from 7 to 8, and then get home by 8.39, and I get my workday started. So I get up early because I know that during the day, that's when people email me is 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Like I get my work done during the day, just like you do. Just like you sit behind your desk and get your work done, I now sit behind my desk and get my work done as well. I'm answering emails all day. I'm doing podcasts all day. I'm filming videos all day. Like... I'm in the same boat you are now. And again, not only from coaching thousands of people, but now my personal experience, if excuse me, if I were to try and work out at three o'clock right now when I'm recording this podcast, three in the afternoon, I would do it because I just I would do it regardless. But it first of all, it would not be as good. And second of all, I would just be conscious of like, I gotta work, I gotta work, I have this work to do, I have that work to do. Whereas when I wake up and get it done in the morning, nobody else is awake, the world isn't awake yet, so I can just get my workout done, get it over with. And I'm set for the rest of the day. And to tack on to that fact, obviously, yes, my workday is more productive. But then when 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock rolls around, and like, yes, I know I'm an old man, but I, I'm ready for bed. Like, I've been up since 5.30 or 6. I've worked out. I've worked all day. Like, I'm ready to go to bed. So that makes it easier to go to bed, and that makes it easier to wake up the next morning and do it again because, like, I go to sleep at a decent time. I'm not going to sleep at 11, 12 o'clock at night and trying to wake up at 6. That's going to burn a lot of you out. So if you can get up at 6, get your day started, go work out, like, I think that will help you, especially if you work a desk job. So that's the first thing. The second one is make it mandatory to move every two to four hours. I, I don't even care if it's just getting up and walking around your house. Every two to four hours, it is a non-negotiable. You have to get up and move. It's, it's, a, it's a non-negotiable. And again, I can speak from client experience and also my self-experience. I, again, I used to train all my feet in person all day long. I used to train people all day long. I've now transitioned to online training. So all my work is here in my apartment behind my desk. What do I do now? I did this before, but this is even a more prominent thing now. And that is every, the same thing here. Every two to four hours, I get up and take a 10-minute walk. So when I get back to my house at 9 o'clock, I'll have my breakfast, start doing some work. And then at 11.30, between 11.30 and 12.30, I'm going outside and taking a 10-minute walk because I've just worked for three and a half hours. So I'm getting up and moving around. I'm getting up and taking a 10-minute walk. And let me tell you, I was very skeptical of this at first because, and I know some of you out there are going to, going to be like, 
Yeah, I, I, that that sounds like me. I was skeptical because when I get to working, I'm working. I'm in work mode. Like I'm focused. Like I'm doing what I'm doing, and I don't want to be distracted, and I don't want to. I don't want any interruptions because that could interrupt my workflow. Let me tell you, taking these ten minute walks literally rejuvenates me for the next four hours because I get outside, I get some sunlight, I get moving around. I'll listen to. 10 minutes of a podcast, I'll listen to 10 minutes of some music, I'll maybe I'll even do some social media stuff, whatever it is, but I can recharge my brain for 10 minutes and the thing is, I thought that was going to put a put a damper, put a put a break in my workflow. In reality, it's 10 minutes. It's not that big of a deal. It's it's not that big of a break that allows you to switch from like work mode to okay, I'm done mode. At, at least for me, it it does not and again, like I'm somebody who is very, very into my work. And for me, taking a 10-minute walk actually makes my work better. Because literally just yesterday, it was around this time actually. It was like 3.30. And I was like, I am tired. Like my brain is tired. My body's tired. I just got done working out for two hard days in a row. Like I was tired. So what I do, I went outside. I took a – I think it was like a 20 or 30-minute walk, which I know is not crazy. But like I went outside. I took a walk. I got the sunlight. I was feeling good. I got back in and I was like, okay, cool. I'm ready to work until 8.30 at night now. And like I just felt so much better. It, it didn't interrupt my workflow. It actually makes my workflow a lot better. So every two to four hours, make it mandatory to get up and move. And again, like a 10-minute walk, I'm telling you guys, it's not – it is not that long. And it can make a huge difference because if you get up – two or three times a day to take a 10 minute walk, that's 20 or 30 minutes of walking you would not have done previously. So that could be anywhere from three to 6,000 steps you would not be getting otherwise. And steps is one of the most important things when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to weight loss, because the more steps you do, you increase your NEAT, which is just non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So now with these two things so far, we've gotten up early and got our workout in, and every two to four hours, if you take a five-minute walk, hell, five-minute walk or 10-minute walk, you're increasing your steps by six-fold. If you're doing six, six more thousand steps than you would have before. So you're vastly increasing the exercise you are doing, even by working a desk job. And I don't think those two things in itself are like, massively intensely hard to do or it's too much to ask like i understand waking up early for some people is like kind of kind of iffy but the waking up early three to four times a week and getting every two to four hours you're getting a 10 minute walk i don't think that's unrealistic so those are two easy easy ways as far as exercise goes to really bump up your movement throughout the day even while working a desk job moving into number three i like this one because this is a problem that I've coached a lot of people through, and that is you get up late, you don't have breakfast, and you don't pack lunch, you don't pack any food, or you, you don't plan, I don't even want to say pack, you don't plan your day out with food. So if you skip breakfast, lunch comes, you're starving, you're going to overeat because you're freaking hungry, which uh, obviously, so you overeat at lunch, okay, so you don't have any snacks throughout the day, so you get home just having lunch so far, you get home, you're starving once again. You have no food in your body really besides the lunch you overate. So when you get home, you're that much hungrier. So it makes it easier to overeat at night because you have the kids' sports, you have your, your things you have to do, you have chores around the house, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You have, and the dinner, you, you have to compensate dinner because you know you are moving around, your, your kids need things, understandable, right? So now you've overeaten at lunch and you've overeaten at dinner. That is not usually the best plan 
for you to be a a first and foremost mindful eater and being aware of what you're doing. You're 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 being a defensive eater rather than an offensive eater. What I mean by that is you're you're being a defensive eater because you are letting your schedule dictate the way you are going to eat. And that means you're hungry as hell at lunch and you're hungry as hell at dinner. So you're going to overeat both those times because you're you're overly hungry. You're going to overeat as opposed to planning out and this doesn't planning out your food and this doesn't mean put all of your food in a little container with just chicken and asparagus and take it to work with you and heat up in the microwave and put no sauce on it like that's not what i mean what i mean is simply just think about okay at this about this time i'm going to have x about this time i'm going to have this snack when i get home from work i know that dinner will be made at about six so maybe i'll eat my snack at four to hold me over until six at dinner okay when dinner comes around i normally like to have something at night too so let me make sure i can fit that in my calories like just planning your day out don't just mindlessly go throughout the day like oh, okay well whatever i eat i eat that's probably what you're doing right now that's probably not working the best because failing to prepare is preparing to fail yeah i think i said that right yeah so if you're not planning you're just going to go by the seat of your pants and like that is not going to cut it especially if especially if you have not gone through and you are not comfortable with your eating decisions yet that's just not going to work take the extra five or ten minutes to do those things and you could take this 10 minutes on your 10 minute walk like on this 10 minute walk you can think about okay i'm gonna have x y or z at snack and dinner like this this matters i promise you this matters and i promise you this can really really change your eating course throughout the day which can make you obviously lose weight because the biggest thing with losing weight is making dietary nutritional changes so if you can plan better not putting things in Tupperware, but just literally just plan your day out a bit better. It is going to help you that much more. I promise you. So that is one big thing. And it's something that I can't, can't stress enough. And I know that, and again, I just working with thousands of people. I know that at first that seems kind of like, well, it's easy for you to say, like, of course, it's always easier to say than to actually do it. I understand that. But first of all, a anything worth having is normally hard to do. So like you probably that that's even more of a reason you should do it. But B, the more you do it, the more second nature it will become. The more you plan out what your lunch is going to be, the more you plan out what time you're going to have dinner and then what time you can have snacks around that and so you don't overeat, the more you plan that kind of stuff out and filling in the foods, like you'll have an RX bar at four and you'll have a salad, a, a big salad at lunch, whatever that looks like for you, the more you do that, the more proficient you get, just like any other skill you practice, just like throwing a baseball or just like getting better at your job. The more you do it, the better you get. So yeah, the first week or two is going to seem like, man, this is stupid. Man, this takes a lot of time. Man, I don't want to do this. If you let that stop you, do not be upset with the results you see or, or lack thereof results because, man, this is stupid. Man, this takes a lot of time. That is simply just not a good enough excuse for you to say, I'm not going to do this. So that is what I'm going to say on that. Planning out your, your lunch and, and your meals throughout the day. doesn't have to be perfect. Get a rough plan going. The next one is going to be, and, and this is something that I, I've done with a few people actually, and it's made a big difference. Set an hourly squat and push-up goal. Literally, set, set an hourly squat and push-up goal. I, if, if you do 10 squats and 10 push-ups every hour, and you can even say five. If you do five squats and five push-ups every hour, we'll stick with 10 because 10 is realistic. If you do 10 squats and 10 push-ups every hour, that's 80 squats and 80 push-ups for an eight-hour workday. And I guarantee you, those 10 squats and those 10 push-ups, 
maybe, maybe take you five minutes max, max, at the very max, five minutes. So you're, you're trading two minutes every hour to get 10 squats and 10 push-ups, which add up to 80 squats and 80 push-ups every single day. First and foremost, if you want to get better at push-ups, like that right there is a really good strategy, actually, because you're not, you're not going to failure. You're just doing 10 push-ups and keeping it moving. 10 push-ups, keeping it moving. Like that would be a really, a really good way to get better at push-ups if you want to get better at push-ups. Um, but yeah, 80 squats and 80 push-ups five days a week, like no mathematician over here, but that's pretty good math right there. And if you add that up over a period of four weeks in one month, that's a lot of squats and a lot of push-ups you are doing with, again, with a two-minute investment, with with a 16-minute investment, two times eight, 16-minute investment. I am a math wizard. Look at that. 16 minutes of doing that, which can lead to you having literally thousands of, probably tens of thousands of push-ups and squats throughout the month. That right there, very, very easy, simple, not time-consuming way. And if you don't like every hour, do it every other hour. Do it every two hours. It's still going to be better than nothing. And this, the one big thing I want to say here is, Something is always better than nothing. You're, I would rather you take 10 squats and 10 push-ups every four hours, so that's 20 squats and 20 push-ups in your day, than doing zero squats and zero push-ups. I'd rather you take a five-minute walk before your work day than take a no-minute walk before your birthday. Because here's the thing. If you get out there before your work day and you're like, okay, I'm going to take a five-minute walk, nobody really ever takes a five-minute walk. If you do, cool. Like that's, I'm, I'm literally saying that's, that's amazing, but... It'll be eight minutes. It'll be 12 minutes. Next thing you know, you're going to be walking for 25 minutes before you, before you work the next day. Next thing you know, you're going to be adding in exercise, workouts before your work day the next, the next time. Like All that stuff is going to add up, I promise. So that is one easy way right there. The last and final way I want to talk about is, and this is something I, I do just like because I'm weird. And I, I actually, not even because I'm weird. Like I've heard a lot of people do this. Take walks or pace around your house during your conference calls. And, and this is something that people overlook and like, I get it. If you have to be in front of a computer for the for the screen, like I understand. Although you could like carry your computer screen around, I guess. Yeah, you could. I've seen people do it. Either way, taking a walk on your conference calls or pacing around your conference calls that can be a huge thing right there. And again, I do this when I get on calls with people because I just that's just what I do. I just walk around when I talk on the phone. But I like going outside and taking a walk when I know I have a, when I know I have a call. Why? Because I'm getting I'm getting movement and like it actually helps me think better, helps me process things better, as opposed to just sitting there stagnant. So that is one easy easy way. Because if you have people tell me all the time, well, I'm on calls all day. Okay, well, get up and move when you're on calls. Don't you, you don't you don't have to just sit there. And if you do, like, I'm not saying like disregard what your boss tells you to do. I'm not telling you that. But if you have the opportunity to get up and move when you're on your calls, get up and move. That is going to be massively beneficial because again, if you are if you're on calls all day and all week, well if you can even have half those calls where you walk around the neighborhood or you do you walk and, and, and walk your dog, like those steps are going to add up, I promise you. And again, most people think that, well it's not exercise, so wow it's it's not a big deal. I promise you it's a huge deal. Because like I just said all that stuff adds up throughout the throughout the day and throughout the week. So, guys, those are my five basic tips to help you lose weight with a desk job. And again, like the biggest thing, obviously, is you're not moving around all day. These things I just said, on top of dietary changes, and like if you have questions about your diet nutrition, please feel free to email me or reach out to me. But these things right here, I think, can massively, massively help you because it's just going to implement some more some more walks and some more steps and some more movement throughout your day. And if you're, if you're doing 4,000 steps a day right now, I guarantee if you put these things into play 
within two months, you'll be getting 10,000 steps. I can confidently say that. So guys, hope the podcast helped. If it did, please feel free to tell me in the re- in the comment section of iTunes or review sections, whatever it is. I would greatly appreciate that. I would greatly appreciate your feedback. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. If you love me, cool. If you, you're like, this guy's a quack, cool. Although if you think I'm a quack, you probably wouldn't be listening 20 minutes in right now. Either way, um, thank you guys so much, and we will talk soon.